Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! Howdy, Warzone listeners. My name is Mike Casper, and I wanted to share why I've been a Warzone Patreon going on two years. I've been a member of quite a few other fantasy football Patreons and never had a one-on-one connection like I do with the Warzone host. Memphis has called me to discuss team-specific and rookie draft strategies multiple times, and that's something I've just never experienced anywhere else. Uh, Memphis has also given podcasting advice on a regular basis and supports the individual Patreons in sharing their talents with the group. The group chat is always active. There's no group think there. People are honest and willing to share their opinions. And last, the Patreon leagues are fun and always active in trading. I know one league had over 20 trades in a 24-hour time period. So if that's something you're interested in, sign up for the Patreon. The price stays the same, but the perks being a Patreon keep rising. I'll see you there and look forward to welcoming you to the family. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Wars of the People's Dynasty Podcast. We are going to talk about a very boring compared to last week's edition of free agency but i'll tell you who's never boring who's always spot on because he is the man of the hour and the man with the power jerry sinclair what's up buddy what a magnificent introduction i appreciate that most people would actually say i'm super boring uh especially if you are on any form of social media that i'm on today today being the ides of march the assassination of julius caesar so I've gone on uh, a few diatribes about that. But uh, how the hell are you? You have not been stabbed 23 times, so you're doing better than Caesar did. That's good to see. Well, then, then we're on a, a hell of a run of important days in a row here in the month of March because you had Pi Day mm-hmm. on 314. Uh, apparently, 315 is the Ides of March, uh, tied back to, to Caesar. Tomorrow's 316. That's Stone Cold Day. Absolutely. And, and then, of course, 317 St. Patrick's Day. So we're on a hell of a run. I wish the NFL was up to a, uh, a hell of a run, but you know what's on a hell of a run, Jerry? What's that? YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. A lot of good stuff going on over there, man. A lot of shows up early, extra, bonus. That that startup show we did, a, what, about a month ago? Three weeks yeah. ago? Still haven't used it, not converted it to a podcast. You should really go over to YouTube, youtube.com. When you get there, search Dynasty Warzone. Bam. It was on a Sunday night. Maybe the last Sunday of, of February? Yeah, sounds Does, about right. Does that feel right? But see, you would have never missed it. Maybe you're a podcast consumer, and we really appreciate that. But maybe you want to go in and get some startup information. It's in there, Jerry. It is. And, and how I'm, about a rating? I, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think it was pretty damn good myself. Uh, you know, uh, it was off the cuff, yeah. an unscripted show, and we got a lot of positive feedback. So head over to YouTube, search Dynasty Warzone, find a video, leave a thumbs up, leave a comment, subscribe. 
That's the number one way to help the show along with reviews on iTunes. We haven't asked for those in a while. You can also hit us on Spotify, Jerry. Can we get to 300? Combined, cool. we're like at 260. Like, come on. I can't get I can't get 40 more. I mean, I, I think we can. Like the little engine that could. I think I can. Jerry. I think I I think I can. Well, Jerry, let's jump into this. We won't uh beleaguer the point. We'll make this a quick intro. I don't know how long this uh this show will be because unfortunately I thought, okay, well, we recorded last Sunday. We did a, well, what would you call last Sunday? Like a, like a free agency preview. No, yeah. I take that back. That was our combine that review was, show. Yep. Yep. And we recorded that on Sunday. What would that have been? That would have been like Sunday, the, the sixth, I think. Yeah, that sounds right. And then all of a sudden the world goes crazy. So me and friend of the show, former co-host, John Sheps, and I hit a lot of that information on Sunday, which was a bonus podcast on Monday. But uh, Jerry is here, the the actual co-host of the show, and gets, uh, you know, get he, Jerry, here's what I thought of free agency through the first two days, the legal tampering days. Are, are you ready for what I thought? Yep. Boring, brother. You ain't wrong. Boring. I mean, like literally, like every because you know, like maybe we were spoiled two years ago, and you had the DeAndre Hopkins trade, and you had all this news. But you know, I'm constantly refreshing Shefty and Ian Rappaport's Twitter feeds to see if anything good, and then it's. I mean, you had like Shardarius West sign with the Kansas City Chiefs. You had. Uh, you know, a lot of defensive players, some good defensive moves, but so far, man, it, it's not been a lot. Um, we do not have a good person, bad tweet, unless there's someone you just want to tee off on. No, I, I got nothing really. Well, let, let's get into some quarterback news. Okay. All right. Captain Kirk in your division signed a one-year extension. Now, the interesting part of this is not only does he sign an extension, but my man has a no trade clause. So he cannot be dealt. And and we're not going to get into to Deshaun Watson. I, that's why this is part one of two on the free agent fallout. But we've seen how Deshaun Watson has wielded that as a weapon during this whole process. So what were your thoughts when you saw Captain Kirk got paid again and dynasty fallout? I mean, I'm not a Minnesota Vikings fan. So I understand the frustration from their part. Because Kirk Cousins is pretty good. But Kirk Cousins will also lose you games that he should not be losing you. I mean, he he did it in college. I had season tickets when he was the Spartans quarterback, and he did it then too. But as a dynasty player, I was thrilled to see it. You know how many shares of Justin Jefferson I have? A stupendous amount. And when you have somebody that's an elite asset and a cornerstone of your franchise, you want stability. Kirk Cousins clearly loves Justin Jefferson and he targets him a ton and he's conducive to him continuing to be an elite quarterback or an elite wide receiver, excuse me. How could you not be happy about it? So I was excited from that aspect. You know, and and it's not quite rookie season. I want to remind everybody that Dallas will be here on Friday, Friday with a bonus edition of I guess it's not a bonus. The bonus show was the show John and I did on Monday, and we booted Dallas out of his normal time slot. He'll be here on Friday. 
with extra with extra rookie dynasty IDP goodness. But I, I thought this was a huge win for Justin Jefferson. And, and for Kirk Cousins, they it was on either on ESPN or Fox News. The guy has played every contract for like the last seven years, fully guaranteed, and has made like $230 million. But from a dynasty standpoint, uh, good friend of the show, Tyler Gunthener from the Dynasty Happy Hour is tweeting about Kirk Cousins doesn't get enough respect. And I, I've got twofold. So from a dynasty standpoint, um, you have no business drafting, especially as a contender in a super flex. You have no business spending the 108 on a quarterback or worse, you know, the 108 on on a quarterback. If, if you could go out and get Kirk Cousins, I mean, the guy's going to be there for two years. And by that point, I think he'll be 35. He'll probably get another deal, probably, probably. somewhere else. Probably. I mean, he's as safe as a QB2 with QB1 upside. QB2 cost at QB1 upside, as you'll find yeah. in Dynasty. You know I love Kirk Cousins. I, I do, too. I, I mean, you look at him. He's a perennial, like, 30-some touchdown guy, like 12 interceptions, over 4,000 yards. Like, he's he's about as safe as you really want. Like, there's going to be games where it's ugly, and it's going to be on prime time, so everyone's going to laugh at you that you had to play him. If 14 out of the 17 weeks you're going to play, Kirk Cousins is going to be – a, a helpful asset to have on your team. The hate has gone too far, Randall. And it helps Irv Smith, who should be back from injury, should help Adam Thielen. Uh, you know, Adam Thielen, definitely a contender's piece. He's the kind of guy that, like, for a late second, early third, I'm going to try to buy. Not based solely on this news, but if you're a contender, like if you finished in the 109 to 112 range from, from a rookie standpoint, you finished in the final four, and you're still, you know, in, in decent shape, there's worse things you can do. And this is good news. I mean, it means Adam Thielen is going to get at least one more season with Captain Kirk. So I don't I don't hate this news at all for him. Nope. Uh, anything else on Captain Kirk? No, I was I was happy to see it. I, I was actually a little nervous that he wasn't going to be there. And I was not going to be happy about all those Justin Jefferson shares I have. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him to be in a position of my Colts because as a Colts fan, right. we have nobody. We have Sam Ellinger currently. And, and, and like, and you're excited about Michael Pittman, but can you be that excited about Michael Pittman with nobody and shoe clerks? Yeah. Yeah. And until we find out, but uh, the guy that I wanted the Colts to get went to Pittsburgh. He did. My man, Mitch, Mitch, let me, let me tell you, Bisky. I died laughing when I read it, not because Mitchell Trubisky got signed and ha oh, ha laugh at Mitch Trubisky. Because I knew you were so effing happy when you saw it. Because you, you've been taught, and, you know, go after Mitch Trubisky. Throw, throw a third. Throw some dirt. You know, just get the guy. He's probably, you know, everything I'm hearing, he's going to end up in a spot. And then he ends up in effing Pittsburgh. With the talent there, a great organization, probably the premier head coach in the league. I mean, Bill Belichick's there. But Mike Tomlin is top two, top three. So, I mean, that also rains on the parade of the uh, rookie quarterback class because that's one of the premier spots that has just been thrown out the window because I have I, – I can't imagine they draft one. So, Mitchell Trubisky, Randall, Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, for, for me, it's like it. this is just – this is the NFL telling you things. You know, teams, you know, that need quarterback, the, the Houston Texans keeping Dave, Davis Mills. 
the Detroit Lions keeping Jared Goff, the Steelers going out and getting uh, a Mitch Trubisky. It just tells you what the NFL thinks of this, this draft class. And from a dynasty standpoint, I'm telling you, don't waste those picks. You know, if you want to reach on those athletic guys with wheels, fine, good luck. Look at the NFL draft capital. You make that decision then. But for me, for my man, Mitch, you kidding me? For a guy who's got like a 60-some-odd percent Mitch Trubisky saturation point in Dynasty Leagues and Superflex, I, I couldn't have had a better Monday from a no. Dynasty standpoint. And in one of my bigger leagues, the uh, Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League, I literally lost Tom Brady to retirement. I was down to Matthew Stafford, Sam Darnold, and Mitch Trubisky. As of Saturday, that wasn't a great QB room. <laughs> no. On Tuesday, I, I feel great. Yeah. This is a team I finished 12 and 1, 13 and 1 in last year. I get Brady back for another year, but I also get Mitch Trubisky. And there's some people already, you know, pawing around, asking questions. Hey, is Mitch available? Of course they are. Of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? But I'm going to kick this back to you. What are your thoughts for the weapons in Pittsburgh? Most importantly, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth, and uh, Najee Harris. You know, I mean, I think it's it's yet to be seen, unfortunately, but I don't think it's harmful because Ben Roethlisberger was simply not even serviceable. So is is he going to be exponentially worse than that? No, I don't think he is. And also, I just want to say that, you know, I'm not promoting Mitchell Trubisky like he's going to be some dynasty world beater, but his value skyrocketed for, for lack of a better phrase. He went from he's worth a first. I, I, I don't think. That's crazy to say. Um, like, it, do you think it really hurts anybody? I I don't. I, I think everybody is about chalk where they should be. I think there's going to be games when Trubisky is bad and Najee Harris will get a ton of work. But then, you know, this this is the same quarterback. They got Matt Nagy to the playoffs. He had a winning record with Matt Nagy as the head coach. And we've seen Justin Jefferson or Justin Fields, excuse me, get all of the love and the hype for the prospect that he is. He couldn't do anything with Matt Nagy. So the guy's not a world beater, but I'm happy for him. I'm glad he gets a shot. And it's going. It it's one of those things. We were just on the Goat District podcast, and Dan Williamson talked about a savvy dynasty player finds these sorts of moves for the – I can't remember exactly what he called it, but like the, uh, the outsiders guys, like uh, the guys that people don't really want and you can profit off of them. Mitchell Trubisky is exactly that. It worked out perfectly. He was your man's. What do, you, what do you think? You think everybody's still going to be in good shape? I think Chase Claypool is the one who takes the biggest hit. Mitch does not have a great deep ball, but I was doing a little research about how the Bears' offense was with Mitch Trubisky, and it, it had its ups and downs. In, in 2017, they were the 29th point-scoring uh, offense in, in the league, so so not great. Um, never a great passing offense, but in 2018, they were the ninth best scoring offense in the league. I do think this hurts Claypool again. Mitch does not have a great deep ball, but I really, really want to see, because if you go back and look through his first two years in the league, Mitch Trubisky was statistically a better quarterback than Josh Allen. And he spent the last two years with Brian Dayball, not excuse me, not two years, one year with Brian Dayball and Josh Allen. And, and what did he learn? And this is a good offense. And this is a, a division with Lamar Jackson and with um, Joe Burrow 
and rumors. We won't get into rumors. We don't have time for rumors. Rumors of Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, potentially, as a potential suitor. So this is going to be an offense where you're going to have to score points. So I think Deontay Johnson and Fryermuth are fine. I think you'll see a little, le- a little less check down work for Najee Harris. And I think it's a downgrade. So neutral for Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson. A slight, very so slight tick down for Najee Harris. And the biggest loser, Chase Claypool. How do, how do you like that synopsis? I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if anything happens, honestly. But I think that's how I feel about that offense in general. So I think I'm cool with it. Like, I'm not the biggest Claypool fan. Najee Harris got a stupid workload, so him losing a little bit of it wouldn't shock me. So I will I will leave you the venom this time. I, I none, mean, none it, it, here. it can't be any worse than Ben. No. what Ben's looked like the last year and a half. I mean, he's shot. And this is a team that's never had a losing record under Mike Tomlin. So um, a great opportunity to cash out, a great opportunity uh, to use him. Again, some of my leagues, uh, he'll have some big starts this year. I'm telling you, he's going to have weak winning upside at a given point. So don't hate it for Mitch. They also picked up a couple of offensive linemen. I tried to include a little bit of that in the no- in the news as well. Um, one guy I want to get into, not because they added any weapons for him, but Jerry, is it safe to say that I'm not the world's largest Justin Fields fan? It is fair to say. And I think this man is uh, not being treated the way that his peers are currently being treated. So he lost an, an offensive lineman. Um, the Steelers signed a, a former Bears offensive lineman and another lineman. So they picked up two new offensive linemen to help shore up that. So that'll be good for Mitch. It'll be good for Najee. Um, Justin Fields so far is uh, missing a, a large part of his offensive line. And their big free agent splash was a defensive lineman. Jerry, what the hell's going on? Are they trying to get him killed? Do they want this guy to fail? What the hell's going on in Chicago? I mean, they also went out of their way to sign a long snapper. So at least they did that. They got They crossed that off the list. Yeah, it's weird. You know, I don't, I didn't love Allen Robinson. I was glad the Lions didn't sign him. But that's one less target they have. They don't, I mean, they have Darnell Mooney and a bunch of scraps in in Chicago. It's weird what they're doing. I'm not, it's a weird move. I don't know. As far as uh, if I were to do the contractor with uh, DWZ Memphis here and I had to look at their roster, I would think they were rebuilding absolutely atrociously. So I think it's crap. I got nothing, no no more wisdom other than I think it's horrible. I think they're not doing him justice. I I, I, I don't hate the kid as much as you do as from a dynasty standpoint. I sort of think he's got a little bit of it. He just needs a little bit of help, and they're just not giving it to him at all. In fact, they're taking it away. Well, well hate is, is the wrong word. I mean, if anything, him failing and the Bears not doing right by him would suit the narrative for me. Yeah. But I don't I don't want to be right. When I think a player is going to struggle and not meet expectations, my number one goal when I say that is for me to be wrong. But my job for you, the listener, is to get it right. He lost three-fourths, I'm sorry, three-fifths of his offensive line. So far, none of them have re-signed. They've not signed any offensive linemen. They lost his wide receiver one. 
I don't care what anyone says. Darnell Mooney, not a wide receiver one. He could be the one, but you you, you can be paid like the one. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. But, you, but, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And, and right now, we'll see what Mooney can do as the man in Chicago. He does have a nice rapport with Justin Fields. Sure. But, I mean, really, it's Mooney, Cole Komet, David Montgomery, fine, you know, borderline, like RB2, RB1. You got, you got he, another year of him. He's an RB2 cost guy that can give you RB1 weeks and even an RB1 season. But it's it's those three looking around behind a Swiss cheese offensive line trying to figure out who doesn't wind up on the injured reserve first. Horrible way. Yeah. Horrible way to, to treat a young quarterback. And I know it's I got the I got the uh, the scolding from good friend of the show Nick Whalen, resident Bears fan here at the DWZ, uh, along with our own Dallas Hyder. And they're like, well, you haven't seen it all play out. I'm like, they have no first round pick. They're not going to draft anybody. You know, I know they got a first from the Bears, but, you know, second and third round offensive linemen, yeah, you can find a diamond in the rough there. But is that really what what you want to put in front of your quarterback that you paid two first-round picks for? Don't forget that. You didn't pay one first-round pick. You paid two first-round picks to get this guy. And uh, I don't know, just, just not good. And I bring that up because other fellow 20 21 rookie quarterback, Mr. Trevor Lawrence. That guy got a little bit of everything. Got arguably the best guard in the league, not in the league, excuse me, in free agency this year, Brandon Scherf. Then they also gave Christian Kirk an asinine amount of money, signed Zay Jones, and brought in Evan Ingram on top of Dan Arnold and LaVisca Chanel and Marvin Jones. I don't love these weapons, but Jerry, what were your thoughts when you saw that the Jags went all in on giving? Oh, and they also franchise tag Cam Robinson. Can't can't you know forget about that. So all those moves, all those moving parts. Give me the dynasty spin. Who's the winners? Who's the losers? Oh, uh, I think it'll still help Christian or excuse me, uh, Trevor Lawrence, just because there are better pieces than he had to work with last year. As much as I would love to continue making fun of the Jay, Zay Jones and the Christian Kirk signing and everything else that they have going on, which is absurd. And asinine was a good adjective to describe it because giving that man that much money was absolutely asinine. But it's still better than what he had. And they're shoring up the offensive line. I don't hate what they're doing. I hate some of the pieces that they've put there. Um, but that's, you know, that's personal preference. I would have liked a lot better guys than that. Um, I don't hate it, though. I think Trevor Lawrence actually got, got a little bit of a boost. I mean, they signed another offensive lineman, I think. Uh, you know, they're going to have an early pick. You know, maybe they take Aiden Hutchinson. Maybe they really shore up the other side of the line, and they really just sort of solidify that and protect Trevor Lawrence. That would be what I would do if I was them. But I don't hate it. I don't love any of the wide receivers. As far as dynasty assets, somebody is going to emerge and be an annoying 1,000-yard receiver. You're not going to know when they're going to do enough to to warrant being in your starting lineup. But I don't love any of them. Like I, I, I don't, I don't see Christian Kirk coming out here and having a monster year. I don't see Zay Jones coming out and you know, maybe he increases in value because right now he's worth about a fourth. You know, maybe you can get a late second for him if he has a couple good weeks. Um, Evan Ingram. I like Kevin Ingram. I I think it helps him. You know, like it, it's not, it hurts. 
you would have liked to seen sort of a better situation than the Jags, I think. But with the state of the other pass catchers, what's to say he doesn't emerge as the top guy? I think there is a real possibility that he does end up being the top guy. So I, I, I think of all of those guys, I am most likely to have Evan Ingram. But I don't love any of it. Yeah, I would agree. Evan Ingram is a guy that, you know, you can pull the trigger on late in best balls. Because as it relates to tight ends, you either want to have the guy, the Kelsey, the Kittle, the Waller, the the guy, or you just want to go bargain hunting. And I, I think that Evan Ingram will be part of that bargain hunting stack from a a, a best ball, like a like a Mike Gusecki, Evan Ingram, uh, Kylan Grayson with the Colts. You know, you got like a, a middle, a high, and a low. And, and, and I can live with that. But, yeah, the rest of these guys, I have no interest. No interest in, in, in Christian Kirk at, at eight, $84 million. Now, he'll never actually see that. That's with bonuses. But yeah, still, it's more like 72 and a pile of it's guaranteed. But it's just good to know that the Jags are going all in and giving him weapons, even if they're shitty weapons, and offensive line help. That that's what That's what you want. Because you know who else did that, Jerry? Who? The New York Jets. They also have a, uh, a soon-to-be sophomore quarterback coming off of his freshman year, and, and that is Zach Wilson. What they do? They went out and signed a guard from the 49ers and Lake and Tomlinson. They re they re-signed Braxton Berrios, brought over T.J. Uzoma, and they uh, they re-signed Tevin Coleman. But again, same thing. They they have uh, Christian Darisol. Was that Darisol who they picked up last year, or is he the Minnesota? Was that Slater? I don't know. I just know that they, they they drafted a highly ranked rookie last year. They traded up for him. The guy out of uh, USC. They have uh, the dancing bear, Mackay Becton. Now you bring in Lakin Tomlinson. It's like they're putting a good offensive line in front of this guy. They brought him in a tight end. Last year they had Corey Davis. They have Elijah Moore. We're going to talk about my man, Michael Carter, here in a minute. But this feels like another team going all in around their rookie quarterback. Yeah, I, uh, I I liked the C.J. Uzoma pick. I think he you you needed something. You needed something there, and I think he was a good. You needed guy a grown up in the room. You needed yeah. Like, like, you need a grown ass man. And Braxton Berrios, you know, not a guy that I have on any teams. Not a guy that I will probably ever have on any teams. Sneaky good though. So I, I like I I think he helps them much more than he's going to help you know a person win a dynasty championship. But I I did like that. And as far as Tevin Coleman is concerned, great news for Michael Carter, right? Like, you're always going to have more running backs than just one. This is, you know, 2022, not 2007. And you want somebody that's not that great. And I got news for you about Tevin Coleman. If this was 2014, people would be telling you he's worth the 104. But it ain't 2014 anymore. Maybe it was was a little later than that. I don't remember exactly. Michael Carter is going to be the guy, and I think this helps him a ton. I mean, you said you wanted to talk about him. Let's talk about him. Thoughts on you, man? Uh, I, I, this is huge. This is a guy that I've been in on anyway. Um, our rookie specialist, Dallas Hyder, at Salad Galore on Twitter. He Thank was you, all man. about. He was all about Michael Carter last year. Kind of had a start-stop rookie season, yep. but I believe, if memory serves correctly, he led the team in running back touches last year, and that's in spite of. In spite of injury, and it may have been snaps, but I, I do know that that he was used when he was there. 
So big opportunity for Michael Carter to seize this backfield and, and really be a producer, especially in the passing game, which is where I want him to produce. So for me, I, I love it for Michael Carter. I think it's good for Elijah Moore. If you were a big Elijah Moore fan, I can tell you, how many wide receivers in this class would you rather have than Elijah Moore, knowing what you know now? Now, I know landing spot could change that for yeah. some of these uh, soon-to-be rookies, but how many guys are you taking ahead of Elijah Moore? Uh, not many. Probably, probably two, I think. I was going to say three. I was going yeah, I mean, to say probably. three. Uh, and, and, and really, the three would really come down to landing spot. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to have Garrett Wilson ahead of him. Um, dude, I, I, I keep hearing more and more negatives on Traylon Burks. I mean, the, the, the draft will tell us, though. The draft absolutely, will tell us what the NFL absolutely, absolutely. I was listening to Marcus Mosier of the Cowboys Network, and, and he was not too flattering. And then Drake London. So for me, it's like, but, but that's really about it that I would take even in that vicinity of Eli Moore. So I really like Elijah Moore. Had a couple of monster games as a rookie. Yes, CJ CJ Uzoma, it's kind of like eh, yeah, exactly, okay. eh, not great, not terrible. Uh, his value didn't really change for me. So, what in great news? The, the big winner there for me was Zach Wilson and Michael Carter. I agree. All right, let's stick with the running backs then. Let's talk about a pair of former teammates. Now, one of the the, the first dynasty and fantasy uh, relevant. That's the word I'll use. Relevant bit of information that came out was Chase Edmonds signed a two-year deal with the Miami Dolphins. Now, this is a spot that a lot of us uh, were wish-casting a Kenneth Walker, a Brees Hall to. What are your thoughts on Edmonds in Miami? I absolutely love it. Not for Chase Edmonds, though. I still think a rookie's going there. Chase Edmonds has, listen, I was a Chase Edmonds guy. I have a lot of Chase Edmonds because there has been points when he has been very cheap throughout his career. He got signed two years, six mil a year. That's not a ton of money. That's it. That's not, I'm going to get a ton of workload money. That's I'm going to be exactly what I am and I'm going to get 12 touches. One of them's probably going to be pretty explosive because that's what he's done. I still think a rookie's going there. So I, I was happy to see it for the same reason when the Jets signed Tevin Coleman, it's I'm happy for it because of some other reason, not because of that player. Like I, I don't, I'm not going to go out and try and acquire Chase Edmonds. He'll have a role, you know, but I, I think he's going to be too expensive because of the news. People are going in to think he's going to be the guy. I just, I don't, I think Chase Edmonds is what Chase Edmonds is. If he, you know, sounds like a duck, looks like a duck. It's probably a duck. So. I, that's, I think that's my thought. Do you, do you like him? I I feel like you've not been a Chase Edmonds guy though. I'm not not a Chase. I'm not not a Chase Edmonds guy. I just think there's so much love for him in the uh, the analytics community, yeah. and that they want him to be a thing so badly that his value will be artificially infl- inflated. And I think that this is the sell window, and I think someone's okay. going to want to buy. So whatever you got him for. Couldn't couldn't be couldn't be more than what you can get right now in return. So for me, he, he gonna, probably doesn't creep into the first though, right? But you think you can get like two hundred two for him? I mean, in a super flex, probably. I mean, yeah. someone wants him. You know, they're they're a Dolphins fan. They're a Chase Edmonds fan. Um, they just assume that he's got that spot on lockdown. And it's not like Miles Gaskin is gone. He's still nah. there. 
Salvan Ahmed, although crappy, still there. Uh, I think Duke Johnson is gone. But the one thing for I will say on the positive side for Chase Edmond is that they did choose him. He was the number one running back off the board, so that's a positive. I would just I would rather get out with a pick. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the guy. I, I think he can be explosive and can win you weeks from time to time in, in a flex spot. But I just I don't think he's going to be the guy. He might for a few weeks. He also gets banged up quite a bit. I just I, I think they're still going to go with a rookie. And someone like Kenneth Walker, who is not, you know, maybe he can pass catch, you know, at the NFL level. Maybe he can't. But if he can't, I think he's the perfect complement to somebody like Chase Edmonds. I think there's a lot more landmines in this class for Chase Edmonds than there is for Michael Carter. Agreed. And it's already kind of a crowded running back room as it is. And I think the injury note's a good one. So, But I will say this, that Miami team was looking for a reason not to give the ball to, to, to Miles Gaskin last year. But again, new coaching staff. I have a lot more, a lot more questions than answers. So, uh, like, I would love to give – like Chase Edmonds and like even if I had to give up like a 2022 20, second for any random 2023 20, first. Yeah. I'll just tuck that first 100%. in my pocket. I'll just tuck that first in my pocket and I'll just wait it out till till next year. I, I don't I don't think he's a league winner. But you know who was a league winner last year, Jerry? Who was, was that? his teammate, James Conner. What do you have? Like 21 touchdowns or something ridiculous? Uh, unbelievable. Three year deal. Good for him. Cancer yeah. survivor. Uh, it, it, you know how a lot of these deals are. It's a it's a two year deal. No, it's one year, and we'll see. James Conner, eh, it's like one and a half years, and you know if the cap goes up, we'll just eat the the dead cap money. But good for him. He got like fourteen million bucks guaranteed. But uh, I, I think this is going to be another landing spot for a rookie. I agree. Uh, may, maybe it's a day three guy. Uh, I, I was just going to say it doesn't seem like it's going to be an early one, but it's going to be a stashing one. One of those guys that you're happy to just sort of like James Conner was when he was with Pittsburgh. Like you just you draft him a little later, you hold on to him for a little bit and hope and pray. You're you're kind of an injury away from being an injury away. Yeah. You know, that that's what you're that's what you're not hoping for, but that's like the best case scenario. Um I wouldn't mind like a Rashad White staying right there in the desert and heading over to to the the Cardinals. I know a lot of people would be sad by that because uh they like James Conner. But th- th- this is like insulation. This is your run it back year with James Conner. So if he helped lead you to a fantasy championship or at least got you in that dynasty, you know, you know, Jerry's got the, the, the trophy over his shoulder. If James Conner got you that, he's going to give you at least one more year of that. But if you dallied and you didn't take the opportunity to move James Conner last year, it's a great opportunity to go to a league mate and say, hey, look, I got James Conner. I'd love to move him to you. Well, I, I mean, I know, but it's it's a three-year deal. He's going to be there for three years. And maybe. it's a, We'll see. But that's the story you have it's, to it's tell. It's a pitching point. It, it, and, it, it's, and, and, and I think it's one that has credence to it. Um, I, I'm with you. You know, I, I like James Conner. I have a lot of teams with James Conner. But given the opportunity, he's going to score a game with two touchdowns in it at some point in the first month, in the moment he does. I'll, I'll take a I'll take a running back that maybe has. I think you can get a first for for for, for uh, Connor right now. I think uh, you can get a first. Yeah, you can get a, get a late first. Yeah, I if you so. have, if you have a contender that uh, maybe maybe lost a running back, you know, or needs some depth, 
you know, maybe you move James Conner in season, like in, in spring, you know, in, in like summer camp when it, when a running back goes down for the year. Happens all the time. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting like old school Spencer Ware vibes here. You, yeah, fi- you, you, fi- you finally get your contract. You finally get your opportunity. And uh, you mentioned injury earlier. James Conner, not the healthiest cat around. No. So um, you, you might have a, a better opportunity to sell than now. Remember, it's almost rookie season, and and you know cashing these guys out for rookie picks is going to be hard. Yeah, the sure. the 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 move is to move them in season when that YOLO on picks becomes more of a thing. Yep, I'll just yep, well I'll figure it out. Yep, I'll make a trade. Yep, mm-hmm. you know James, James Conner has a couple of couple of good games, so uh, I I won't call I won't do your your Lions this way. DJ Chark one year deal thoughts? Happy, I was happy about it. Give the kid a shot. Uh, I didn't want, like I said earlier, didn't want the Lions to sign Allen Robinson. I was glad. I mean, he got a little bit more money than I thought he was going to get. But, you know, go out, prove it. Let's see what you can do. Uh, I think it's going to be good for Jared Goff as far as the whole picture. Maybe not necessarily for DJ Chark. But you have DJ Chark. They're almost certainly going to draft one probably pretty early. Plus you have Amon Ra. Plus, I mean, they signed, you know, Khalif Raymond and yada, yada, yada. But... You know, I, as far as cheap quarterbacks are concerned that a lot of the dynasty community hates and you can acquire for cheap, you could do worse than Jared Goff, I think. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Like, I'm, I'm not relying on DJ Shark. Like, I'm not going to go out going crazy for him. But I, I could easily see him having a pretty good year. What what cracks me up is everybody acts like this is the the, the nail in the coffin of Amon Ross St. Brown. That's the dumbest thing ever. And, and that, that's terrible. That's a horrible take. Correct. There's there's an impromptu good people bad tweets. If you're tweeting yeah. that this was bad for Amonra, did you really think they were going to roll into opening day with Khalif Raymond and 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 Josh Reynolds and and and, and, the, and these guys? Did, did you really think that was it? Now, I don't think they need to draft two wide receivers. Now, I think they could get away yeah. with drafting yep. one wide receiver. And, and I, I think you know that what is it thirty two overall they got from the Rams as well as the 34 they have. I think that's going to be a very good sweet spot. We've seen guys like T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, names like that come to mind over the last couple of drafts that go on like that, that the first five picks of, you know, round two on on Friday. So I think that's a great sweet spot for them, especially maybe they trade back a team wants to come up and get a quarterback or a particular player. But this was to be expected, and it's a one-year deal. So – I think this is great. I mean, it's not like Detroit's not going to not be behind. They're Detroit being behind and bad at football. It's what they do. Although I, I think Detroit has done, and this is going to shock some people. I think the, the Detroit Lions are doing a better job with handling their situation from a quarterback perspective better than my Colts. So the Colts have got everything you need except the quarterback. And the Lions are getting everything but the quarterback, but they'll have the ammunition to get them. You know they'll they'll have plenty of picks next year to go up and make make a move on a guy, and you know Jared Goff. To to your point, I was going to I was going to pull this up from a QB perspective, Jerry. Where do you think he finished last year? Uh, QB. I mean, he missed some games, so probably like QB twenty four. QB twenty five, averaged more points per game. Uh, this is ESPN basic standard scoring. Um, 13.6 points a game. That was more than such luminaries as 
Uh, it's a half a point less than Tua. It is about a full point less than Teddy Bridgewater. The same as Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, a little bit better than Matt Ryan. Better than Mac Jones. So to put it in perspective, and that, and that was with you know Khalif Raymond and you know a bunch of bums. So I mean, if you're looking for a guy to get you through for a year, like if you know, I was going to say if you lost Tom Brady, you got him back. Unless you were a sucker and dropped him, then you need to you know uh, you, you need to figure that out. But th- this is why I don't ever go crazy over drafting QBs, especially if I've got like one of those top you know eight to ten. You know how I how I play the game. Yeah. If I got one of those guys, if I if I've got a, I mean, if a, you don't, you sort of need to go crazy for quarterbacks. But that's a different yeah, but, conversation. But if yeah. you got your if you got your Josh Allen, your Justin Herbert, and maybe you have one other guy, maybe you have one of those guys, and you have a Tua. Okay, maybe you're not going to want to play Tua every week. You know, go pick up a Golf, go pick up a Baker, go pick up a Wentz, go pick up a Daniel Jones, go pick up one of these guys to work into a rotation with these guys and just play matchups. And uh, speaking of Danny Dimes, I feel like the job is his. I feel like he's yeah. got this this job locked up. Uh, the Giants did not get Mitch Trubisky. They got Tyrod Taylor, two-year deal. It's not a bad backup, though. I mean, like the Giants no. kind of feel like no. they can make some noise. Picked up a couple of offensive linemen. Yep. Can't so from a, di- from a dynasty standpoint, not a lot. But if you have Danny Dimes, I mean, we were talking about from a points-per-game standpoint last year. I mean, Danny Dimes, you know, was the QB 19 on the season. And, uh, you know, he he, he missed some games. Yep. So, you know, I, I I don't hate it for Danny Dimes. Actually, I took that back. He was a QB 27. I was going by points per game. You know, Danny Dimes averaged more points per game than a lot of players that, that you would like. So, you know, it, it, Daniel Jones, more points per game than Derek Carr. Ryan Tannehill, Tua, uh, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones. I'm telling you, you could do worse than Daniel Jones, and yeah. the offensive line's going to get better. Saquon Barkley. They're going to draft somebody good too with those with the early picks too. They, I, they've got to add some pass catchers. Uh, rookie from two years ago, Daniel Thomas played a lot better. Um, they picked up a couple of more offensive linemen. Love head coach Brian Dayball. Um, I'm not expecting a Josh Allen leap, but I think this is going to be arguably the best year of Daniel Jones's career. And I, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to be bad. I think the Giants can make a little noise in that division. So uh, there's a couple of uh, random signings: the Miami Dolphins, Cedric Wilson, I think that, and, and Teddy B, solid, solid backup quarterback in Miami. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't think Teddy B is a threat to anybody, even Tua. So that's good news for him. Cedric Wilson, eh. I mean, eh. I mean, Devontae Parker. Preston Cedric, Williams, too, didn't they? Um, well, he was already there. So, oh, was he? But, but, but they franchise they, they, they franchise tag Gusecki. Which sucks. But. Bring, bring in Cedric. Still have Devontae Parker. Have Jalen Waddle. Brought in Edmonds. I mean, there, you know, and then there was uh, rumors of some offensive linemen. So. All in all, again, another team. Hello, Chicago. Another team doing right by their young quarterback, giving him every opportunity to succeed. And that's not only for young quarterbacks. Sometimes it's for old quarterbacks. You know, uh, Chris Godwin going to be slow coming back from a knee injury. So what did Tampa Bay do for Tom Brady? They got him a professional wide receiver. Got him Russell, Russell Gage, a guy that could be like a nice – it's going to say, uh, sound odd to say he's a bridge wide receiver, but he's a guy who can be 
instrumental in the offense, you know, pick up a first down here or there. Never really fantasy or dynasty relevant, but kind of keeps the seat warm until Godwin's ready with the ACL. I think I think all of that's fair. I mean, they, you know who I want to talk about, though, Randy? Because Who's we were, that? You know, J.D. McKissick signing in Buffalo. Not not so much for Buffalo. I still think that's a, a cluster F, but for Antonio Gibson. You know, we were sort of, you know, I'm not the biggest Antonio Gibson guy. I think he costs a little bit too much. But I was worried about J.D. McKissick going in there. Do you think there's a chance they draft one, or do you think they're just going to ride that out? I... I don't know. Let's 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 cover McKissick. That's really the last story. I'm not going to cover you. Okay. I'm not going to cover useless tight end signings. The Colts gave uh, Will uh, gave Mo Alley Cox three years, and the Seahawks gave Will Disley Will three years. It was like, hey, look at this horrible Ian Thomas deal in Carolina, and the Colts and the Seahawks are like, hold our beer. Gotcha. We'll, yeah. we'll 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 show you horrible horrible blocking tight end deals, but uh, so we won't cover that. But JD McKissick, I'll start with Buffalo. Love this for Devin Singletary. Yeah, It tells me that Buffalo has no interest in Zach Moss. They have no interest in rookies or other like free agent type type players. So Devin Singletary going to be the man there one more year. I think, I think McKissick will have a little role here or there. Of course. Uh, but for me, this is wheels up on a, in a Antonio Gibson. I, I I agree, and I think that's for the first time in his career. I'm actually probably going to kick the tires a little bit. It might be a little too late for me, but 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 now it's a. Uh, um, they did lose Brandon Scherf again. He's going to be in Jacksonville, but that's a guard, not super hard to replace. They do have the 11th overall pick, and I was stunned by this. But I was looking at PFF offensive line rankings. And the the Colts offensive line, you often hear how good it is. It was ranked significantly lower than the Washington football team. So for me, Carson Wentz is not the world's biggest check down guy. But go look at Miles Sanders with Carson Wentz as a rookie. And go look at Miles Sanders with Carson Wentz in year two before Wentz got bench slash Sanders got hurt. And then look at, you know, this year. Now, was he Phil Rivers-esque for JT and Naheem Hines? No. But was he bad for the running back passing game? No. I I think this is – I think you're finally going to get the opportunity if everybody stays healthy to see the full power of this Scott Turner offense. And I'm I'm excited for Terry McLaren. Um, Curtis Samuel can never stay healthy. Logan Thomas should be back. But I think the biggest winner in this, I think the the low-key big winner is Antonio Gibson. A lot of people, including myself, are excited for Terry. But give me Antonio Gibson. It'll be hard to get. And and I think Carson Wentz helps because he's going to be a better quarterback. And, you know, you're going to have to look to Terry more often and not just focus on the backfield. So I'm with you. I have wheels up on Antonio Gibson. Well, Jerry, I I wish I had more for these people. Um, If they want more, you want more Dynasty Warzone. You want more podcasts, you want exclusives like the one I did last week with Rich Dotson of the Dynasty Nerds that's still over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, then go to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, our patrons are are keeping me abreast of all of the latest action. Um, 
I no longer have to scroll Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter. No, no, you don't. Um, we're talking value. We're talking trades. We're talking uh, what-if scenarios. We're talking Deshaun Watson. And I still think it's the best value. I know uh, everybody can price their Patreon for what they want. We've kept ours the same for, I guess, going into two years now. So a lot going on. I think it's a great value over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Um, we'll be rolling into rookie season. There'll be rookie draft season. Then it will be like startup season 2.0 season. And uh, we'll be able to help people with all that, Jer. Uh, true. Uh, big time, big time sort of rumor mill spinning here in Cleveland. Uh-huh. So apparently Baker Mayfield just tweeted 25 minutes ago a two-page thank you to the city of Cleveland. So we might, uh, we may, you know, we don't want to talk too much speculation, but when it comes from the horse's mouth, we may have uh, a little bit of moving and shaking with Mr. Mayfield. Jerry, are you breaking news? I, I am. And you know, you know what's I, funny about that, Randy? For the yeah. perfect segue, you know where I got that information? Um, Reddit. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone chat room. Uh, Patreon.com was... <laughs> for, you know, I uh, I actually saw that in the chat as well. So you're not breaking news. Our patrons over at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. If I damn well, please, Randy. Cold as ice, Jerry. You are a cold-blooded son of a bitch. Uh, want to make sure I throw in a quick plug for my boy Matt over at Hate Brand Goods. Um, you should check him out on Instagram and YouTube. He is currently doing a thing with Indian motorcycles where he drove from Charlotte, North Carolina, all the way to the Florida Keys uh, to the southernmost tip of the United States. And really interesting. So it's not not all of life is football, Jerry. True. That's true. Hey, and if you go over to Hate Brand Goods, that's the HVIII.com. Use promo code Memphis. You will save some dollaroos. So there you go, Jerry. I wish we had more. I'm really sorry. It's I mean, not our fault. The NFL's boring. I mean, when I invited Sheps on, you know, I was like, all right, Jerry's busy. I want I want to get some of this out of the way because in my heart, I was like, we're going to get pounded right. with information on Monday and Tuesday, and there just won't be time. And I really want to make sure that the Dynasty Warzone does a recap of the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady and the Russell Wilson. And I wanted to make sure that we covered all those. Not knowing that the the highlight, the marquee, the marquee name moving in free agency was some combination of Chase Edmonds, Mitch Trubisky, and Christian Kirk. What yeah. in the blue what in the blue hell has fantasy, I mean, free agency come to? I mean, the Mitch Trubisky was a little exciting. Hey, I was, I was like, excited. I, I've got, I've got some stashes, so that that is exciting. But if you are a hater of Mitchell Trubisky, this free agency did absolutely nothing for you. You're just waiting for the draft. You know, uh, in all my leagues where I did really, really, really well, it seems like I have Mitch Trubisky, and that's great. Whether I want to flip him for a pick, whether I want to make a trade to a team, and the one thing about Mitch Trubisky, every team has a Steelers fan. Every, every I'm sorry, not every team, every league has a Steelers yeah. fan, it seems like. You know, it's just one it's one of the marquee franchises in the NFL. Sometimes it's the Bears, sometimes it's the Packers, the Steelers, the Patriots. You know, very, very I mean, I guess every league could have one. Like every league has a Packers fan. I just feel that in my bones, right? <laughs> That's true. Every league has a Bears fan. 
you know, a Cowboys fan. The odds of every league having a staunch supporter of the Jacksonville Jaguars is slim. It's few and far between. Few and far between. And, Jerry, by the way, uh, before I get out of here and we get out of here, you know where it's rumored that Baker Mayfield could wind up. Where is he going? To the allegedly, allegedly Indianapolis. Oh, boy. God, you Oh, you know, that, that that's karma. That's what's called karma. Uh, kick the dog crap out. But you know what? Maybe it works out in my favor. Yeah. I, lo- I love Carson Wentz before he was a Colt. I thought it would be great. I thought he'd come in. I thought he'd be huge and nothing. <laughs> so I've never liked Baker, not been a big fan of Baker. Although I do feel that, that we've turned too much on Baker as a community in, in fantasy. And uh, so probably worth a cheap, a cheap, you know, kicking around. If you told me in June I could have Baker Mayfield or Kenny Pickett or Baker Mayfield or Carson Strong, I'll take Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker Mayfield or Sam Howell, I'll take Baker Mayfield. Yep. So anyway, Jerry, that's what I got, man. I wish I had something else. Hey, I mean, we did what we could, and I think we did damn good at it. Well, so what we're going to do is we were going to do – we were going to do March Madness with these guys. So what we'll do is we'll actually do this in reverse. And on Sunday, or whenever we record next, we'll rank the best moves all across the entire NFL offseason. So that's going to give us the week before free agency, the week of free agency, and then the week after free agency. And we'll, we'll see what we come up with. I mean, we still got some names, so I think we got a shot at having uh, having a little more next time. Uh, you know what? We might be able to talk to Sean Watson, Juju, True. Jarvis Please. Landry, Leonard Fournette, anybody. Hello. Yes. Something exciting. Please. Don't make – NFL, please don't make Christian Kirk lead our podcast next week. Give us the Sean Watson. <laughs> Just give rude. us a – even if it means for, – for the people of the Dynasty Warzone, even if it means Baker to the Colts and I got to come on here and cry next week, Get, get, give us something. All right, Jerry. We, we've 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 uh, filibustered enough. There you go. There's a word for you, history major. We've filibustered enough. We're going to get out of here. That man's name is Jerry Sinclair. Follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. Follow me at DWZ Memphis. Follow the show everywhere at Dynasty Warzone. It'd be really awesome of you to leave a rating and review anywhere. Check out our sponsors, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Hate brand goods. And uh, we'll catch you back here next time. But on behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis. And remember, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon. Make sure to tune in Thursday, Fantasy Football Smackdown Friday Rookie Rundown with Dallas and or Kyle or both. See you later, guys. Bye. Hate brand goods. That's us. Very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods. Spread hate. Always party. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak